0: Follow Winnie Taylor's 4th and Inches wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free with a GZM family subscription. Head to gzmshows.com for more.
1: Hi, and welcome to the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian. I am Bob Robomogo, Juanatron, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Jonathan Messenger. Say hi to everybody, Jonathan
2: Ah,
3: forget it.
1: Jonathan.
3: Okay, fine. Hi, everybody.
1: Now, Jonathan is a little down in the dumps, as you people say. And why is that, Jonathan?
3: Ah, oh, Bebop. I give up. I give up!
1: Give up what?
3: Making puzzles! So many kids solved this one, and in about a dozen different ways that I never even thought of, because I kind of messed up when I was presenting the puzzle, and... Ah, forget it.
1: Okay, okay, hold on, Jonathan. Calm down. Now, just tell us what happened.
3: Well, in the Knights and Knaves riddle, there are identical guards in front of two doors, one of which leads to certain doom and you have one question to ask one of the guards, which is, what would the other guard tell me to do? But I gave listeners two questions, which made it easier and just changed the whole thing.
1: Is that all you did wrong, Jonathan? No!
3: No, it wasn't. I didn't even specify the type of question. So like, Calum from San Diego, he wrote it and said, Just ask them both. 700 plus 700 equals 1,400, right? And if they said yes or no, you would know because one of them is always lying. And that's a perfectly right, valid answer that I didn't even expect. I didn't even know you could do that.
1: I didn't know. Jonathan, I want you to take a deep breath and take it down a notch, please. (sighs) Okay. Now, what's really bothering you.
3: I just told you, Bebop.
1: No, I think what's really bothering you is that you got outsmarted by children again. Isn't it?
3: Uh, maybe.
1: And how many times has that happened on this show?
3: About 110 billion.
1: It's okay, Jonathan. It's okay. You need to pick yourself up, buy your bootstraps, and carry on. And if you can't, well, then it's time for tails, Tales, Bebop tails. I got real puzzles that are tough as nails. tails, Tales, my tails. be Okay, okay, no, no,
3: no, no, no. All right, I'm back, I'm back. Anything but that, please. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Sorry that I was pouting there. Great job with the puzzle. Really awesome answers, and we'll thank all of our detectives at the end of the show. Now, if you remember what happened in the last episode, which you probably do, abigail was staring down two space bunnies in a round of who's the cutest part of a bizarre game show the explorers were forced to play what will happen next find out in today's episode of the alien adventures of finn caspian get out of dodge Abigail looked at the two space bunnies. They were unbelievably adorable. The idea that one of them could be some sort of evil creature sent shivers down her spine. How did Dell know that she loved bunnies more than almost anything in the universe? And how could she tell just by looking into the little serene lakes of those precious eyes? Which one was the cutest? Which one always told a lie? And then something occurred to her. For something to be the cutest, it couldn't also be the perpetual liar and or an evil bunny, right? Okay, said Abigail. One of you always lies and one of you always tells the truth. Okay, okay, I know what to ask. Dell stood up straight. Don't forget the fail jail. Yeah, I know, I know, said Abigail. Fa f fail jail. Bunny number one. If I asked bunny number two, who is the cutest bunny, what would it say? The bunny peered back at Abigail. It would say me, of course. Okay, now, bunny number two, same question. If I asked bunny number one, who is the cutest bunny, what would it say? The second bunny peered back at Abigail.
1: It would say itself, of course.
3: Vale leaned in close to Finn and whispered, I don't get it. What is she talking about? Shh, said Meg. She's figured it out. Great, said Abigail. So that means bunny number two that you are the cutest bunny in the universe. The little bunny clapped its white paws together. But the crowd didn't cheer, and Dell didn't say a word. Well, yelled Abigail, am I right? Did I win? Dell said nothing.
1: The crowd said nothing. Come on out with it, yelled Foggy. Let's hear the little right answer sound.
3: Dell looked over at the failed jail and sneered. And then
2: he smiled. Ladies and gentlemen, the Caspian creatures have gotten one correct. The crowd unenthusiastically applauded. So now we must enter the final round," said Dell. "This game is called Dodge bunny. Dodge bunny." "Dodge Bunny?" said Abigail. "Yes, and the rules are self-explanatory. Evil Bunny, do your thing." <laughs>
3: Just like that, the bunny with the red patch of fur on its neck sprang at Abigail. She ducked out of the way. It landed behind her and leapt at her again. She jumped to the other side. The bunny danced a little and shuffled and skipped at her, and each time, she was able to dodge. Hey! shouted Abigail. How long do I have to do this? The little bunny popped up at her, and she just barely got out of the way, one foot nearly slipping into the ravine below
2: the fail jail. Until you cannot dodge the bunny anymore!
3: (laughs) (laughs) Abigail and the bunny danced around some more, and she ducked, leapt, and slid out of the way. But she was getting tired, and the bunny seemed to be speeding up. The other one had disappeared. Abigail tried to make it back to one of the podiums, figuring if she climbed up, the bunny wouldn't be able to reach her, but she slipped on the way and fell, and she turned over onto her back just as the bunny pounced on her, landing on her stomach. "Ha <laughs> ha! I got you!" yelled the bunny. Abigail looked at it. Ugh, "So what happens now?" she asked. "Now, ha <laughs> ha! I destroy you," said the bunny as it jumped up and down on her stomach. <laughs> "Wait, so." You're just a bunny, then. You're not superpowered or anything. I'm super rude, and I never return emails. <laughs> yeah, so I'm pretty evil. Abigail gave the bunny a hug. You're not so evil, she said. And you can't even hurt me. Come on, Dell. Sound the doo doot sound, and let my friends free.
2: I think I won this one too. Absolutely remarkable, said Dell.
3: All right, Abigail, Abigail, yelled her friends in the cage, ready to get out. Nope, nope, stay right
2: there. You haven't won it all yet. Now we enter the final round. Wait, said Finn. You said final round last round. That's right. But now it's time for the final, final round. And you know what that means. Lightning round. (laughs) Lightning. Oh, I'll do that one,
3: said Elias. That's where you ask a bunch of questions right in a row really quickly, right? And I have to answer them in like less than a minute.
2: I'll do it. I'll do it. No, you misunderstand. This is the lightning round. Where there's a lot of lightning!
3: A bolt crashed down onto the ground in the stadium. Abigail quickly ducked behind one of the podiums. (laughs)
2: Lightning round! Lightning exploded
3: all around the arena, and the crowd began to scatter to avoid getting hit. Hey guys, said Vale. What was it that our parents told us about a lightning storm? Never get caught in a giant metal cage in the middle of an open arena? Come on, we gotta get out of here! A lightning bolt touched down and blew up the podium next to Abigail. That's it, said Meg. And she grabbed onto one of the metal bars with both hands and activated her boosters so that she was flying sideways in the cage. She put her feet against the bar opposite them and pushed the metal lighting up first red, then orange, then yellow, and then white, and finally, it melted away, leaving a large hole in the side of the cage. Whoa, said Finn. Could you do that, Foggy?
1: Uh, I, I suppose so, if I tried, and I, I think I could. Let's go,
3: yelled Meg, and the explorers all climbed out and jumped onto solid ground. No! yelled Dell.
2: Where are you going? This is against the rules!
3: The kids all huddled behind the podiums with Abigail, but Meg flew directly at Dell. She grabbed one of Dell's hands and flew him up into the sky, directly at the clouds above. Meg, no! Stop! yelled Abigail. But Meg didn't listen. She flew up and up, daring the lightning to strike her. Bolts flew all around them, and it was just a matter of seconds before Meg
2: would get hit. Okay, fine, stop, yelled Del. You made your point. You win.
3: The clouds instantly disappeared. The arena instantly disappeared, and Meg and Del landed where the explorers were crouched. Little sparks were shooting off of Meg. Meg! Did you get hit? said Abigail. Maybe a dozen times, said Meg. Hey,
2: where did everything go? said Elias. The game is over, said Dell. You won. You are now welcome guests on our humble planet. Well, don't sound so excited about it, said Vale. Well, the truth is, there's not much else here. No one's ever beaten the game before. This is pretty much all we have.
1: So why did Mr. Sparkles want us to come here?
2: said Foggy. Who's Mr. Sparkles? Elias
3: went over and opened the door to the Explorer pod. And out crawled the blue alien baby.
2: Wait, 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 wait. What is that? You had another contestant? That's cheating. The game is not over. Get ready for another round of What Are These Things? Give it a rest,
3: Meg said, and she took the microphone out of Dell's hand and threw it about a mile away. Vale picked up Mr. Sparkles, who, of course, Beep. spit up another stone. Okay, said Vale, We have our marching orders. Let's go to the next planet. Oh no,
2: said Dell. You brought one of those things here to this planet? It is definitely time for you to go. Wait, said Finn. What do you know about him? Nothing, said Dell. I know nothing. I only know that you have to go right now. Please, said Finn. Our parents are
3: all missing. And we don't know where or why, and we don't know who's behind it.
2: What do you know that you're not telling us? I know one thing for sure, said Dell. I would not trust that baby. Okay,
3: I am here with my son and editor, Griffin Messenger. Say hi to everybody Griff. Hi
2: hi. Hello.
3: All right. Okay. So, hit me with it. What'd you think of the episode? Good. Good. All right. High five. <laughs> All right. And uh, do you have any questions for me?
1: I wonder what Dell was talking about.
3: Oh, about not trusting the baby?
2: Mhm.
3: Well, can you really trust any baby? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking Babies are very innocent They're very trustworthy
1: Sort of
3: <laughs> <laughs> So there is a, something going on With Mr. Sparkles And we're going to have to figure out what it is Yeah Okay, any other questions?
1: Uh, I wonder how this connects to a Wrinkle in Time
3: Yeah, because this whole That's right, it's a very good question Because the whole season Is kind of connecting to Wrinkle in Time, right? Yeah. Well, I think part of it is that in A Wrinkle in Time, the kids go on this journey, right, through kind of different, they go through, like, different dimensions rather than different planets, right? They actually
1: do go through different planets.
3: That's true, too. And the the dad is missing, right? So that's kind of finding the parents is kind of how it connects. So that journey is kind of similar to what's happening in A Wrinkle in Time, but we'll have more kind of signposts and things that relate back to A Wrinkle in Time soon. Okay. Next week, we'll kind of dip into another book, I think.
1: Uh, I think the program may get, uh, said give me a rest and do the microphone half a mile.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah that's pretty good. Uh, okay, anything else you want to talk about? No. no? Okay, well, then oh, I hate to ask, what time is it? Eight. <laughs> all right, high five for that, too. Okay, so thank you to all of our artists this week, and here they are. Okay, so for this first one, I looked up the pronunciation of the town name. I'm going to give it my best shot. Edith, I'm sorry if I screw this up. Edith, who is 7, from La Tour de Pelle in Switzerland. Elias and Arlo, who are 6.5 and 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 3.5, from Petaluma, California. Jacob, who's 6, from Muscatine, Iowa. Mabel, who's 5. Greta, who's 5. And Ernie, who's 1. August, who's eight, Luca, who's five, from Lathrop, California, Caleb, who's seven, and his brother Eli, who's five, Will M. from Chicago, Eric, who's seven, and Jack, who's five, from Pristina, Kosovo, Ben, who's nine, from St. Louis, Missouri, Lily and Mary, who are twins, and they're both nine years old, from Rockfledge, Florida, Mina, who's four, our friend Riley from Philadelphia, Yehuda, who's seven, from Long Island, New York, Drake, who's five, from Three Forks, Montana. Kala, who's four, from San Francisco, and her eight-year-old sister, Davinia. Orion, who's six, from Pasadena, California. And Andrew and Nathan in Santa Clara, California. Thank you all so much again for making your art. And I want to say thank you to all of our detectives who figured out the puzzle this week. And here they are. Dylan, who's 10, and Clara, who's 6, from Indianapolis, Indiana. Yuri, from Gainesville, Florida. Zadie, from Charlottesville, Virginia. Miles, from Austin. Ben, who's 10, from Thomasville, Georgia. Robert, who's 11, from Cypress, Texas. Dylan, who's 9, and Tegan, who's 6. Zoe, who's 9, and Gavin, who's 6. Zion, who's 11, from DuPont, Washington. Gabriel, who's 9, from Chile. Henry, who's 10, from Piedmont, California. Henry, who's 8, and Margaret, who's 5. Coriel, who's 10, and Adra, who's 7. Leon, who's 9, Zeno, who's 6, and Niccolo, who's 5, from Varese, Italy. I looked that one up, too. Ethan, who's 9, from Massachusetts. Ben, who's 12. Jeff, who's 10, from St. Louis. Thea, who's 8, from Philadelphia. Caleb, who's 6, from San Diego. Ezra, from California. Hugo, who's 4, from Standish, Maine. Carmen, who's 10 from New Zealand, Sophia, who's 11 from Sydney, Australia, JR, who's 8, and Everett, who's 4 from Springfield, Massachusetts, and Layla, who's 10 from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. All right, great, great work on the puzzle, everybody. And now, finally, it's time for jokes. <laughs> That was a quiet joke Okay, our first joke is from Nine-year-old Allie From Morris Plains, New Jersey
2: Hi, I'm Allie I'm nine years old And I live in Morris Plains, New Jersey Of the United States of America And I have a Halloween-themed joke for you What's a skeleton's favorite musical instrument? A
1: trombone!
3: (laughs) That's great Thank you, Allie I should say that even though Thanksgiving is tomorrow This was a Halloween themed joke That I was supposed to play for the Halloween episode And I missed it and it's my fault And I apologize, Allie Great joke Okay, and now we have Some jokes from a couple of Jokesters, I don't know how I feel about these jokes But uh, we're going to play them anyways
1: (laughs) Hi, I'm Lydia And I'm Cora And we have some jokes for you What is Jonathan Messingham's favorite food? A hamburger. What is Jonathan's favorite tool to use? A hammer. Well, where does he buy them? A Am Depot. What's Jonathan's favorite sandwich? Ham and cheese. Where does Jonathan like to go on vacation? New Hampshire. What's Jonathan's favorite animal? A hamster. That's all for now. Bye. <laughs>
3: Alright. Thank you, Lydia and Cora. I think. <laughs> I think you're liking those a little too much.
2: <laughs>
3: Alright. So I think that's it for today. Anything else you want to talk about today, Griffin?
2: Don't forget Soundclub. <laughs> yeah,
3: okay. Nobody's forgetting Soundclub. Alright, you wanna say bye to everybody, Griff? Bye bye. Bye. <laughs> bye 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 everybody. Okay, thanks for coming back and having more fun with us this week. And thanks to everyone who has sent in their art, their ideas, their jokes, their sounds. Thank you to all of you who solved last week's puzzle, even if you solved it in a way that I never thought of. I really appreciate it. You did great work. Thank you so, so much. And of course, thank you to our comedians for keeping us laughing. And thank you to our artists for keeping Bebop's belly full. The Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian is a Gen Z Kids production, written and produced by Jonathan Messenger, edited and guided by Griffith Messenger. with special thanks to Maria Villanueva. The theme music you hear at the beginning and end of every show is by Mark Greenberg, recently voted the nicest human in the multiverse. Thank you to JR for that tip. Our cover art is by Sir Ian Dingman, and for any information about the music, the art, everything about the show, check out the show notes. And if you're in the U.S., happy Thanksgiving. I hope you have a great time with your family. Thanks again for coming back and having more fun with us this week. And we will see you next week.
1: That messing hand is high maintenance.
3: Hi everyone I'm Jeremy
1: I'm Autumn and I'm Jasper and we're, we're a GZM
3: family, family. <laughs> and we want you to listen to our favorite show Becoming Mother Nature
1: I love the one with the green reaper and the zombies yeah
0: three years ago Brinley Pasternak helped the Anders family uncover the truth about holidays past now she'll need them to help her find the truth about hers six minutes out of time is the long-awaited sequel to the most downloaded family audio adventure in history When Cyrus is found unconscious near the mysterious Elixir Academy in Florida, Brinley learns the school may have a shocking connection to her missing mother. All new episodes are available one week early and ad-free for GZM subscribers. Visit gzmshows.com to learn more.